What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. We've got a big trade to talk about in the National Football League, and that trade is, of course, injury-related as the Cardinals acquire Kenyon Drake for a sixth-round draft pick that could become a fifth-round draft pick. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Adam Azer here on Fantasy Football Today. In a little bit, I'll be talking to Will Brinson and Chris Towers. We're going to talk about Le'Veon Bell, Carson Wentz, Joe Flacco, and, of course, Kenyon Drake. But right now, I am joined by Dr. David Chow as we welcome you to the Fantasy Football Today Road Tour presented by Little Caesars. Pizza for dinner tonight? How about ordering your favorite online from Little Caesars and using Pizza Portal Pickup? It's the latest, greatest, and hottest way to pick up a pizza without even going to the register. Dr. Chow can be seen on ProFootballDoc.com and at ProFootballDoc on Twitter. And all you really have to do is turn on the internet or the radio, and you are going to hear Dr. David Chow, the busiest man. Uh, Thank you for, for making time for us. We appreciate it. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I enjoy these segments. Yeah, we love having you on. So, so. Let's talk about the Cardinals running backs. We just get a report just a few minutes ago that uh, Chase Edmonds, according to the NFL Network, is expected to miss a few weeks. He's got a hamstring injury. David Johnson still with the ankle, and they just acquired Kenyon Drake. So what's your read on this Cardinals running back situation? Well, you know, as I always say, when things from the outside don't make sense, it's because you don't know the whole story. And obviously the Chase Edmonds injury had something to do with the trade, right? In terms of getting Kenyon Drake. And it probably has to do with the David Johnson injury last night on Periscope. And at the website, I was asked who's more likely to play since the Cardinals play on Thursday, David Johnson or Chase Edmonds. And I said, well, if I had to pick, I would pick David Johnson, but my actual answer is neither. And that seems to be the case now, right? It's going to be Kenyon Drake that is going to be the, the guy on Thursday. At least that's my belief at this yeah. point in time. Mm-hmm. Even though he's new to the team, and even though it's a different you know plays and the whole deal, that's just lining up that way. Uh, the, the answer is neither. So do you have any idea of how long David Johnson could be out? I think... David Johnson has a good chance to return, uh, not this Thursday, but the next week in week 10 game. I think that's probably where he's going to be targeted for his return. Okay. Uh, Chase Edmonds has just announced it'll be a few weeks. Right. All right. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed for that. 
there are a lot of teams on bye in week 10, so I know you'd love to get David Johnson back. And if you're worried, your questions about what we think about Kenyon Drake's value when David Johnson comes back, we'll talk about that with Will and Chris in a little bit. Miles Sanders, according to The Athletic, he left with a shoulder injury. He didn't seem concerned. The Athletic says that he will not miss time. Uh, Miles Sanders with the shoulder injury. So that seems like good news. Are you buying it, Dr. Chow? Yeah, I am. You know, for MRIs, you know, precautionaries. Uh, I didn't see a lot on video. That doesn't mean that there isn't anything, but I did not see a lot on video. So it does fit my expectations in terms of uh, his return. And, and heck, uh, Darren Sproles might be back this week, too. Oh, well, that crowded, a little crowded backfield. Jordan Howard had a, a big workload, of course. Not sure we're going to get much of a workload from Darren Sproles, but... I hope he doesn't take Miles Sanders off the field for passing down. Sanders has really been great there. Meanwhile, got that Thursday game, not just the Cardinals, but also the Niners dealing with running back injuries. Jeff Wilson and, and Matt Breida, specifically Breida, more fantasy relevant here. He has an ankle injury, and Breida says he's fine. He thinks he'll play this week, but it's a short turnaround. Did you see anything revealing with Matt Breida? Yeah, uh, first of all, uh, Matt Breida... Uh, Many times on my Pro Football Doc podcast last year, I've called him a cyborg because that guy has made me wrong so many times. Last <laughs> year with the high ankle and this, that, the other, I go, oh, he's not playing this week. And like three times he played. I mean, I love Matt Breida. He's as tough as they come. But Matt Breida, you've made me look bad more than any other athlete out there. You suffer these injuries, and I don't think you're coming back to play, and you do all the time. Well, this time... I don't think he's got a lot. I think it's a low ankle sprain. It's not that bad. It happened in the last play of the first half. And he probably could have continued to play, but, you know, the score was fairly out of hand. And the team, I'm sure, knew, obviously, looking ahead to the Thursday game. So I expect there to be good news. All right. Well, that probably means he's out for a month, right? <laughs> Based on your history with Matt Breida. Uh, but no, that's no, he's, he's always beat estimates. So okay. this means he'll be back on, this means he'll be back full practice on Tuesday and Wednesday. You know? <laughs> All right. Good news for Matt Breida. Not as good for Tevin Coleman, I guess, from a fantasy standpoint. Did you see the Deshaun Watson play? That was crazy. Have you ever seen someone get kicked in the eye like that? Well, you know, the opening in the face mask is not that big. So it had it was literally the perfect, quote, kill shot, right, with the yeah. cleat. Freak injury. And, uh, you know, obviously he's probably going to wear an eye shield next week, right, uh, to prevent that. But, yeah, it was just a freak issue, a uh, freak injury there. But, you know, the the good news is there's double protection for your eye, right? The The face mask. And the opening is only so big and the, the shoe barely fit right into it. And, uh, but it still didn't hit his eyeball, right? Because you have an eye socket and the bony protuberances around the eye protected him from that being a really bad injury. You know, so you think he should be fine vision? I think he should be okay. fine. Yeah. vision. Huh. I think he should be fine. I think he showed he only needs one eye to throw a touchdown pass. Apparently. And, yeah, he finished the play and threw a touchdown. That's pretty yeah, amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. He just said he kind of knew where Darren Fells was going to be. It was a great play. Uh, and Brandon Cooks was evaluated for a concussion. There's obviously concussion history here. They're going into their bye. Uh, what do you anticipate the process being like for Cooks now? Well, you know, uh, you treat every concussion individually, but you certainly take into account the history of concussion. And this apparently is the second time he's been in the concussion pro protocol this year. So, uh 
you know, statistics would tell you that he will not play week nine. And uh, you got to look at week 10 and hopefully he can be back week 10. That's what statistics would tell you when it's a second concussion. But of course, every concussion is treated differently and uh, taken in its individual merits and testing and uh, needs clearance from the independent doctor. But if you're a betting man, he's not playing this week. All right, Dr. Chow, that's all we got for you today. Kind of a quick one. Appreciate your time. Again, everybody, please follow him on Twitter at ProFootballDoc and go to ProFootballDoc.com. Really, really cool website. Thanks for hopping on. Thank you. I want to remind everyone to send in your questions for our Apple Apple Podcast mailbag. You can leave us a nice review and a question, and we read those on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And when we come back, we've got five big topics to get to. There's Joe Flacco. Uh, is not playing this week. What does this mean for Cortland Sutton? And uh, much more, including a Le'Veon Bell discussion. That's after this on Fantasy Football Today. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. All right, here we go, everybody. It's Monday afternoon. Poindexter. Let's get nerdy. Chris Towers. Oh, can I tell everybody about your your New York City flub from last week? Sure, sure. Uh, was is so it the couch? Funny. No, it was the conference room thing. Oh, yes, yeah. No, I had two really great, embarrassing New York City things happen to me. The one you're talking about, plus I ordered a couch. Uh, it was delivered on Friday. They get it into the lobby of my building, and they realize this is there is no way in in the world that this couch is ever going to fit up the tiny stairs. It happens a lot in New York. It happened to yeah. my brother. He had to saw the couch. They had to saw the couch in half and put it back <laughs> together in the in the apartment. <laughs> yeah, that's that happens. That's a thing. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, we just had to send the couch back. We're just not going to have that couch. Also, uh, Will Brinson is here, ladies and gentlemen. Will Brinson. Is also, Will. All right, Will, let's get let's get into it. Will is a big fan of the Quad City DJs. He talks about them all the time. So, Will, uh, I went to the New York City office to have a meeting with Chris and some others, and we had some conference room issues. And the thing is, in the New York City office, all of the um, conference rooms are named after streets, basically, or like neighborhoods. So... We, we had to switch conference rooms in the middle of a meeting, or we, we had to ask somebody else to switch. And she's like, oh, okay, which conference room did you originally book? Because we were going to send her there. And Chris goes, Houston. And then he leaves, and I'm like, dude, it's Houston. You're a New Yorker ah, now. <laughs> you can't yeah. be calling it Houston. Is it spelled the same as yes, Houston? Yes, it's spelled the same. Well, what was around first? Housed in the neighborhood or Houston the city? He's a New Yorker. All of the all of the conference rooms are like, it's like Chelsea, Bowery, you know, Canal Street. It's like he goes Houston. It's actually pronounced Bowery. Uh, oh, is it okay? My bad. I don't I don't think that um 
I don't think most of the people listening to this are going to view that as a faux pas. <laughs> well, all the New Yorkers are. They're all going to laugh. They're all going to laugh at you. Okay, let's get to our five topics. Uh, let's starting with Kenyon Drake getting traded to Arizona for a sixth round pick. They could become a fifth round pick. Does he have? Will I'll throw it to you first. Any value once David Johnson and or Chase Edmonds get healthy, which we assume is not this week on Thursday against San Francisco? Uh, probably minimal value. This is a really weird trade because the Cardinals are uh, in last place in their division. They are, you know, three, four, and one. They just lost badly to the Saints on the road. There's, a, I would say, a 0% chance that they're going to make the playoffs given that they're behind the 49ers, Seahawks, and Rams, all of whom uh, look much better. And they just gave up a pick for a running back who's in the final year of his deal. Uh, I get that the, the, what it would tell me is that Kenyon Drake is in play for Thursday night. I think that's the key here is that you could potentially play him on Thursday because if they're trading for him, it means that David Johnson is almost certainly a no-go. It means that Chase Edmonds is probably going to be limited at best, um, potentially could miss the game entirely. And if you're willing to roll the dice on Kenya Drake against the 49ers on a short week, uh, maybe you could get some value out of him as a flex. But no, once those two guys are healthy, he doesn't have any value. Now, that's assuming they do get healthy. Maybe they maybe they don't get healthy. Who knows? Uh, if, if they don't, then Kenya Drake is, is certainly uh, worth owning. Chris, what's your read on this situation? Drake was the number 13 running back in PPR last year. He was 22 in non-PPR. Most of his value came in the passing game, 53 catches, 477 yards, and five touchdowns. Maybe he's better than Chase Edmonds. Maybe he has kind of a, a PPR-ish role or something. They don't run the ball all that much, but they do throw the ball to their running backs. By the way, San Francisco allows the second-fewest receiving yards per game to running backs. McCaffrey had only four catches for 38 yards. That's the best game by a, by a running uh, receiving running back this year. So I'm sorry for talking too long. What's your take on this trade and, and the values of David Johnson, Chase Edmonds, and Kenyon Drake going forward as their next three games are San Francisco, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, and then a bye? I don't like when coaches lie to us. And it appears that that's what Cliff Kingsbury did with David Johnson. They say in week seven, oh, he's healthy enough to play. He gets the start. He gets one carry, plays three snaps. And then they're like, after the game, oh, well, we didn't have a backup. We wanted to keep David Johnson just in case something happened to Chase Edmonds. He was an emergency back only. Well, okay, that's fine. That makes sense. I don't know why. And, and, and by the way, it's, it's not really. It's not really if he's not healthy enough to play. Like you're really gonna right, right. But but, yeah. but if, yeah. if the if we take them at face value that he was healthy enough to play, but they wanted to make sure that if something happened to Chase Edmonds, they thought they could get through the game with Chase Edmonds. But if something did happen, they had David Johnson ready to play. Clearly, that was not the case. Right, liar. because he was not healthy enough to play this week. He's not healthy enough to play in week nine, and now they needed to go out and get another run. Well. Just, I just, the whole thing is so frustrating because it was clear that they were not telling the truth at any point on David Johnson because it sounded like the injury wasn't that bad and maybe them signing Alfred Morris and Zach Center this week was more about the fact that DJ Foster, the third string running back, had gotten hurt. Now, they're going to have to keep, I would guess, Zenner and Alfred Morris will be gone. Kenyon Drake will, will be the starter this week. Is this a serious enough injury that it's going to linger beyond week nine? That's what the Kenyon Drake trade tells me. Yeah. Chase Edmonds, we don't know the severity of the hamstring injury, but hamstrings obviously are the kind of injury that can tend to linger longer than you might think, even if it's a low-grade strain. Who's a more now, exciting ad right now, Kenyon Drake or Mark Walton? Let's let's spin it to fantasy. 
Well, Mark Walton is available in about 61% of leagues, and Drake is about 20%. So, but so. let's say they're both out there. Who would you rather own, Kenyon Drake or Mark Walton? I think if I'm desperate for a win in Week 9, I would rather have Kenyon Drake. But I think Mark Walton is almost certainly going to outscore him rest of the season. It's really interesting. I just don't think David Johns. I don't think Kenyon Drake's going to be. Look, they didn't give up a lot, right? They gave up a fifth round, right. a sixth round pick. It could be a fifth round pick. I yeah. think once David Johnson comes back, Kenyon Drake's value is zero or close to it. Yeah, I mean the way they use their running backs, they do like to split guys out wide. We were seeing them run with both Edmonds and Johnson on the field uh, a little bit. I think in week six was the last time that Johnson was healthy. So. You know, Kenyon Drake is a guy who's a pretty good pass catcher. Like you said, a lot of his value comes in PPR. He fits in with what they want to do, but he does seem superfluous if those guys are healthy. So what it tells me is that those guys just, they don't think they're going to be healthy for at least a little while. Well, I, mean, I would, I yeah. would, I would hold off and say they didn't give up anything. I mean, like if the Cardinals are one of the five worst teams in football, which is not out of, you know, not out of the question, like mm-hmm. you're talking about a top 150 pick, yeah. right? I mean, I, well, did I say that or I said they didn't give up much? Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm just saying that like, it's very weird for this team to spend a draft pick on a guy that's going to a rental for eight games or like nine yeah. games or whatever it is, instead of just signing somebody off the street. I mean, it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in my opinion. All right. Uh, so just full disclosure, I am doing, I'm doing the David Chow interview, the Dr. David Chow interview after this segment. So I, I'm going to ask him about the running backs. You already have heard it because it's going to be the, one of the first things you hear. But I can't sit here and say, well, David Chow said this, because I, don't, I haven't talked to him yet. But I will actually have the, the beginning of the show actually <laughs> was recorded later in the day. So, um, yeah, all right. So let's talk about the Dolphins real quick. And Mark Walton, who, I, look, we'll obviously be able to talk more about it on Tuesday's show because he's playing tonight against the Steelers and could get a big workload. He had f- uh, 14 carries last week at Buffalo and one catch for negative eight yards. He's 39% owned. Kalen Balaj is 9% owned. I'm going to, I'm just going to, I think I'm going to mostly just wait until after tonight and then we can talk about it with uh, Dave and Jamie on Tuesday. But all right, Will, what's your basic level of interest in Mark Walton and Kalen Balaj for the lowest scoring team per game in the NFL? Um, yeah, what do you think? Well, I would say this um, the Dolphins have a, uh, Pretty good playoff schedule. They get the Giants and the Bengals in weeks 15 and 16. So, Oh, the Giants uh, who have two first-round pick defensive tackles now? Yes, they did <laughs> trade. They did trade a third. They were the only team interested in Leonard Williams, so they gave up a third and a fifth for him. That could have become a fourth if they signed him to a contract after renting him for eight, eight games. I don't but I'm sure it. Giants fans will defend Dave Gettleman on this one. Anyway, um, no, I mean, but like the Bengals in week 16, I'm not suggesting Mark Walton's going to win you your fantasy league, but if I was a team that um, – a needs, you know, somebody who's going to get carries now and B, uh, somebody who could potentially be a viable uh, flex or RB2 down the road. I would absolutely be stashing Walton. I grabbed him in a 14 team league. He cleared waivers. So I got him like, the, you know, for for nothing, you know, no, no cost. I mean, you don't want to go out and drop, you know, 40 percent of your fab or anything like that. But I think if you can get him on the cheap. He's a nice back-end bench addition who could actually be a viable starter at various points if he's getting some carries here. All right, we're going to see how the carries uh, shape up and shake out tonight for the Dolphins at the Steelers. And you say, I don't want the running back on the lowest-scoring team in the NFL. Well, do you want the running back on the second-lowest-scoring team in the NFL, points per game? That would be the New York Jets. We're going to talk about Le'Veon Bell in a little bit. 
Have you ordered a pizza online from Little Caesars yet? If not, you're missing out on Pizza Portal Pickup. What is Pizza Portal Pickup? It's like getting a pizza right out of the oven yourself. You walk in, you enter a code on the portal, a door opens, and you're off with your favorite pizza. And whatever pizza you order, it'll have crazy, crazy amounts of toppings. It's fun. Give it a try, but it's only available at Little Caesars Pizza Pizza. All right, so that topic is, uh, you know, for me. The rest of them are listener-generated. Matthew Wood says, is Cam Newton coming back to a job? And Chris actually replied to Matthew Wood and said, at this point, it seems like the answer is yes. But how good do we think Cam Newton could be? He was my absolute favorite draft day value at quarterback, or maybe at any position. I had such high hopes for him. He ran for negative two yards in two games, obviously was not right. Chris, what do you think about Cam Newton's outlook rest of season? And we don't know when he's coming back, but we assume it's soon and we assume he's the starter. Yeah, I think there might have been some question before week eight about whether Cam Newton was going to get his job back. I don't think there should have been, and I don't think at this point that there is at all. They, I mean, the 49ers are really good, but right. Kyle Allen, I don't think he's looked like a difference maker, and that kind of seals it. Uh, as good as Cam Newton can be, I think is... <sighs> is he healthy? Like, that's the only question for me. I don't think Cam Newton just forgot how to play football. I think he wasn't healthy. I think he had that ankle-slash-foot injury in the preseason and just never got right. He clearly wasn't right the first two games of the season. He clearly wasn't right at the end of last season. I think it was the the Pittsburgh game. Yep. He got hit by uh, T.J. Watt. And yep. Was it T.J. Watt? And yep. Just wasn't the same guy after. Although, even then, he finished off the season uh, two really bad games. But before that, 11 straight games with at least two touchdown passes. I think he was playing better than... Maybe we've ever seen him, at least as a passer was, last he, season. Statistically, he absolutely was. Yep. And I think Leading, he has the most talented receiving core that he's ever had. Yeah. Leading up to the Carolina game, I mean, to the Pittsburgh game, he was a, a straight-up MVP candidate. He was playing really well. His efficiency was up. His completion percentage was way up. Uh, and then he suffered that shoulder injury, and he just couldn't throw downfield at all. I mean, like, it was it was sad by the end of the season. Um, they, they should have shut him down earlier. They should have done the shoulder surgery mid-season, and they he would have been right coming in. Now, the question for me is that this foot injury, this Lisfranc injury that it's reported to be, is not something that you can just rest for four or five weeks and come back from. Now, Cam's a, a really different breed of human being. I get that. Um, but... I've been told uh, very reliably that the Panthers will not start him until he is completely 100%. Now, does that 100% number, uh, is is there a gray area on 100% if the Panthers lose their next two games? Probably, because then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, well, maybe we could, maybe we would like uh, 70% of Cam is fine. But I think they would like it to get him to 100%. I think they will try to play the Titans with Kyle Allen. That's my, that's my best guess. Um, if they lose that game, because I think they believe they can beat the Titans with Kyle Allen at, on, under center with their defense and with the way that they run the ball. Um, if they can win that game, then it gives them an extra week, of course, uh, to before they play the Packers in Green Bay. That game got bumped to 425. Um, probably the national game of the week could potentially be Cam's return. Um, and then they have the Falcons twice and the Saints twice down the stretch. So they would love to try and get through this Titans game with Kyle Allen, get a win, knowing that everything is in front of them in terms of the division because of the matchups remaining on their schedule. Um, I just don't I just don't think anybody can really know when Cam will be back until we actually see him practicing because as of now, he's really only been with the trainers. From a fantasy perspective, I would not be surprised at all if he ran a lot less 
Right. When he comes back than he had been before because of that foot injury. And he was actually running a lot less after the shoulder injury, too. Sure. Once that Pittsburgh game came, right after that, here's his rushing, rushing yards totals, including that Pittsburgh game in his last six games. 10, 2, 63, 33, 23, and 15 without a touchdown. He had four Watch rushing it. touchdowns before that in his first, I think, nine games, maybe ten, nine games, and he was just he was running all over the place. I mean, so I think if he were if he were normal, healthy Cam, and he were still running for like you know six hundred plus yards a season, I honestly think he has QB one, like the number one quarterback yeah. in fantasy upside. But as of now, I still think he has top ten upside, and I think at forty something percent owned, he's a big waiver wire priority for me. If I had. Um like a Kirk Cousins, Kyler Murray type of player as my starter right now, I would go take a flyer on him. Matt Ryan, same thing because of that injury. Uh, you know, if you're trying to roll with Sam Darnold or, you know, you had Teddy Bridgewater and now Breeze is back, yeah, of course, go take a flyer on Cam Newton. But if I've got like Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, uh, even Drew Brees. I mean, Stafford. I just think like if you, you love Stafford. Love Stafford. Stafford's having a great year. But I, I think if you've got any of those guys, you don't necessarily need to use the roster spot on Cam because you're probably taking a flyer on a guy who you just don't know how he's going to be week to week, depending on the injury. Okay. Next topic comes from uh, Bookie Brian. What to think of Le'Veon Bell? Chris, Le'Veon Bell is averaging 3.2 yards per carry. In his last three games since Sam Darnold's return, he has 15, 16, and 12 touches. Uh, he had 22 or more touches in each of his first four games. One of those was with Sam Darnold. And we know the schedule is very, very good. It's not necessarily completely bad run defense the entire time, but bad defenses in general, a lot of points could be scored. What do you think of Le'Veon Bell? I don't think any of this has to do with Le'Veon Bell. I think the Jets are a disaster right now. I, I don't know if we need a – we definitely need an exorcist. For Sam Darnold. Um, <laughs> How about the Jaguars dressing up Jackson DeVille in a ghost costume <laughs> yeah. and then blaring the Ghostbusters theme song while playing Sam Darnold highlights in the middle of the game against Sam Darnold? That is high-level troll. That is amazing. What was, the, uh, what was the plane before the game? Uh, oh, Gardner yeah. Minshew ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> and then it said Duval. Love it. Yeah. Uh, it's, like, it's such peak Florida. It's like North, <laughs> South Georgia. Peak South Georgia. Yeah, it's whatever. That oh, means. Um, by the way, on that, uh, the Arizona running back discussion, uh, Tom Pelissero of NFL media reports, like literally as we're recording this, Chase Edmonds will likely miss, quote, a few weeks with the hamstring strain. Oh, so wow. that's not surprising. This of course, I already talked show. about I already talked about that with Dr. Chow. Will you weren't listening? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. 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 Uh, okay. So, I guys, that was coming before. My I, bad. I've got like but, ten minutes left with you guys before the doc gives me a call. So, going back to to Le'Veon Bell, yeah. he's averaging you said three point two yards per carry. Uh huh. The the motley crew of Elijah McGuire, Isaiah Crowell, and Bilal Powell, I think, yes, last year, uh-huh. averaged four point one four yards per carry. So, I don't think Le'Veon Bell is somehow worse than them. I don't think he's looked bad. This season when I watched him, I, I just think he's in a really disadvantageous uh, situation. And the fact that the touches are going down over the last few weeks is a little bit concerning, but he's still playing 75, 80, 90 percent of the snaps. I think this week, uh, week eight was his lowest snap share of the season, but it was still 75 to 80 percent. So I don't think there's any real reason to be concerned as long as this Jets offense can get can be better than they have been so far. And, you, you know. 
Dallas, New England, Jacksonville, that's a tough stretch. He's only had Darnold for, what, four of the six games or four of the seven games that he's four played. Of seven, yeah. One of them, he clearly wasn't right. I wonder if Darnold still isn't right. Um, they're going to be better than they have been so far. And Miami, New York Giants, Washington, that's a really good way to get right. I think Le'Veon Bell is someone that I'd absolutely be looking to buy low on. Uh, we, so we have gone over the past week on Monday – Le'Veon Bell, I thought he went a little too high in the rest of season mock. Ben Gretsch loves him. He took him sixth, but ahead of Nick Chubb, ahead of Leonard Fournette. I understand. Just... I mean, I understand the Chubb thing because you got Kareem Hunt coming back. I, I still think I'd take Chubb at this point, but I can't. I cannot take Le'Veon Bell over Leonard Fournette. No chance. Leonard Fournette's on pace for 70 catches. Uh, I think he'll be short of that pace, but still over 50, you know, rest of season catches. Like pace, pace. So anyway, um, would you take Le'Veon Bell or Aaron Jones? who went like 15-ish picks after Le'Veon Bell in that draft that we did, uh, maybe more like 13-ish picks. And uh, last night, Heath said he would take Aaron Jones over Le'Veon Bell. Who would you guys rather have rest of season? I mean, what does Aaron Jones look like when Devontae Adams comes back? Have we talked about that? Because no, but what's your answer? He, he's been okay on the ground, but he's been really, really good the it's last very, couple of weeks. It's a very good yeah. point. It's a very good point. So, sorry, just to hurry you up because I want to get to all our topics and we I just have eight minutes left. What's your answer? I think I'd still rather have Le'Veon. Aaron Jones. Okay. But, I, but I do agree with everything that Chris said in the sense that uh, he's a great by-low and the schedule coming up features the Dolphins twice, the Redskins, the Raiders, the Bengals. I mean, it, it's about as good as you can ask for. Uh, I would be worried about that Ravens-Steelers uh, playoff matchup. So. That's Le'Veon Bell's schedule, yeah. Yeah, you're just buying into the touches and thinking that things can't get worse. So maybe you pivot and you go to Le'Veon Bell in your FanDuel lineup in week nine against the Dolphins. Maybe you'll get a nice little discount there on Le'Veon Bell. And if you've never played on FanDuel before, that's actually good news because you can get $20 in site credit. If you deposit 20 bucks, you go to FanDuel.com slash FFT, FanDuel.com slash FFT and make a $20 deposit and get $5 in site credit every week for four weeks. I cannot believe it's like two two weeks in a row I have missed out on cashing in our Fantasy Football Today contest by like two points. So close. But uh, it's going to, you know, things are going to change. I think I might actually go with Le'Veon Bell this week. I think there's a lot of upside there. You got to go for big upside when you're talking FanDuel. Get on FanDuel.com slash FFT and make that $20 deposit. Play for a dollar. Play for five. Play for 10. Play for 20. Play for 50. Play whatever you want. There are contests out there for everyone. And I just love it because I don't have to deal with bye weeks and injuries and crappy players and bad matchups and all that stuff. I get to use all of this knowledge from the podcast and put it toward making a great fantasy football lineup. Again, fanduel.com slash FFT. Sign up, make a $20 deposit, and get $5 in site credit every week for four weeks at fanduel.com slash FFT or download the FanDuel app. Two more topics, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, hold on. Joe Flacco yeah. not starting in week nine? Dun, 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 dun. Well, that's going to be a topic. Should have sold high on Cortland Sutton, I guess. Brandon Allen is going to start. You think yeah. this is a? Um, do you think he injured his neck on that final play where he got absolutely jacked from behind, or do you think he injured his neck when he called out Vic Fangio <laughs> and the coaching staff for not being aggressive enough, and then suddenly had a neck injury? Which one do you think it is? Yeah, he stuck his neck out for the Joe offense. Flacco yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks more like he doesn't want to play football anymore than maybe any player I've seen in the NFL in a long time. He What's looks more like he doesn't want to play football than Andrew Luck. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was like Nabu like quit playing football. Like he just he's out there, he just looks completely disinterested. He's like, oh, it's geez, wild. Geez, a hurry up offense. <sighs> okay, well listen, I am genuinely concerned about Cortland Sutton now. Sure. Cleveland this week, yeah, been a bye. Then at Minnesota, at Buffalo. There are there are actually more good matchups than bad matchups, I'd say. But Xavier Rhodes. Tredavious White and Darius Slay are still on the schedule. By the way, how come we didn't even talk for... We should have spent at least 20 minutes on the fact that we almost had Darius Slay versus Darius Slayton in Week 8, but it didn't happen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, in all seriousness here, how does this affect Sutton? How does this affect the running backs? What's your take? Your, um, like, literally immediate instant reaction to Joe Flacco being benched for Brandon Allen. Joe Flacco's not that good, so I don't think it hurts them that much. I mean, Brandon Allen... like. I don't want to do the it can't get worse because we've seen with Odell Beckham to Cleveland this year. We've seen with Daniel Jones taking over with Eli Manning that sometimes it can get worse uh, or at least not better. But in this instance, I I think you downgrade them a little bit, but I'm not so concerned that it's going to be unplayable. Well, I I think what we've seen, Will, I'm sorry. Uh, You know what? You make your point. Go ahead. No, I just want to. Try find a time machine and go back about three or four months and pick someone else to win the division because it's getting <laughs> picked up. Bronco. Oh my gosh! Uh, I think that when you look at all of the backup quarterbacks and how they have affected the number one wide receivers on the team, it's actually been pretty okay. I mean, Tyreek Hill has had one good game and one solid game. Uh, T- uh, Michael Thomas didn't skip a beat. Juju Smith-Schuster with Mason Rudolph was, you know, okay. Okay, it was fine. But he was bad with uh, with the third stringer, yeah. De- Devlin Hodges. So I think, you know... And and Brandon I'm, Allen is technically the third stringer. That's true. I don't know that I have... I, I don't know that I have a ton of uh, analysis right now because I don't know anything about Brandon Allen other than that he was on the Rams. He's a 27-year-old former sixth-round pick. So that probably tells you most of what you need to know about Brandon Allen. Um, it's no good. What would you okay yeah, right look, now? I, right I now, let's can, make some let's make some Sutton trades. Let's make some Sutton trades. You want me to make an offer just off the top of my head right now? Would you give up Robert Woods to get Cortland Sutton? Who would you rather have? Woods. Woods. Okay, he's been terrible. But I'm not sure I wouldn't have rather had Woods before that. I don't think you should at this point. I mean, well, no, before the Flacco benching, I think I think we have to seriously downgrade Robert Woods unless Cooks misses significant time. Like, let's come on. They, their offense isn't nearly as good. And even in the two games where it was good, he's doing nothing. They, they've, their uh, offense one is game different. Is okay. They're not splitting the the targets three ways. They have a clear number one now, and it's Cooper Cup. Yeah, yeah and they have Gerald Everett in there. The biggest fantasy miss in any sport of all time is 2019 Cooper Cup. I have zero shares. Well, I have lots of Rob, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. Well, in, in defense of the Cooper Cup thing, he did come back from like like three right. months after tearing his ACL. Yeah. Like it was an in it was a crazy return time. It was it was it was like secretly crazier than Emmanuel Sanders' return, but nobody talked about it in the same way. All right. So how about so who would you rather have, Will, Woods or or uh, Sutton? Uh I would take Woods, I think, because the you know, the whole quarterback situation how about alshon jeffrey or Cortland sutton i'll take alshon i would go Cortland. all right our last question we have w- literally 60 seconds carson wentz rest of season and i again i apologize for rushing everyone uh timing didn't really work out so well today but carson wentz rest of season what are your thoughts 20 seconds from chris go 
I would I, I would love to see Deshaun Jackson get healthy and see what Carson Wentz could do with him because I was really excited about that. Sounded like they were doing great in training camp, good first game. Until that happens, I, I think he's probably more like a number two fantasy QB. I, I dropped like, the stream card Gardner Minshew this week. Yeah, I like the matchups for him down the stretch if they can get Deshaun Watson back. Uh, Miami week 13, Giants week 14, Washington 15, and Dallas 16. So I think a guy that can be helpful to your team, especially if he's dropped, and I think he might be over the next few weeks with Chicago and New England, plus a buy coming up. I, I think there's an opportunity to buy low on him. Um, but, uh, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to trade a bunch for him. They got to throw more passes. They're 19th in the NFL in pass attempts per game. He's had four games with 36 or more pass attempts. In three of those four games, he scored 24 or more fantasy points. That's a very good game. The one time he didn't, Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson both got injured. He's had four games with less than 30 pass attempts. He's had only one good game in those four games. So it's about pass attempts. That's not my complete analysis. Talk more about Carson Wentz later in the week, but that is something to know. Clap your hands, everybody. We are out of here. Thanks for listening. For Will, for Chris, and for Dr. Chow, who's about to call, but we already talked to. I'm Adam Azer. See you later, everybody. Waiver Wire on Tuesday. CBS Friday. TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. You speak. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.